Homeopathy for Health in Africa is a non-profit organization working to help some of the world's most vulnerable citizens. They are a 100% donor-funded grassroots organization that creates on-the-ground sustainable healthcare programs through homeopathic treatment and training. I personally only donate to organizations where I know the money will go directly to the people who need it most instead of getting gobbled up in advertising and administration. So I am a proud sponsor of Homeopathy for Health in Africa and I can be rest assured that my $22 monthly contribution will buy 10 prepared homeopathic remedies or pay for one of the locals to organize an outreach clinic. I love that such a small amount keeps homeopathy alive and helps so many people. Change comes from action, not thought. So if you're somebody who wants to make a difference for the future of homeopathy, donate now by visiting www.homeopathyforhealthinafrica.org. That's homeopathyforhealthinafrica.org. And in case you're wondering, this advert is sponsored by me. So not a cent has been spent on advertising, which means more money can go to the people who need it most. So today was an incredibly special day for me. I got to interview the amazing and inspiring Sue Mayer from the Homeopathy for Mommies podcast. I discovered the Homeopathy for Mommies podcast a few years ago now, and I'm pretty sure I've listened to every single episode. Sue was one of the people who inspired me to start this podcast. She has the most beautiful heart and she shares her love for homeopathy so passionately and she has the most gorgeous laugh. I absolutely love listening to her and learning from her, and I've been recommending her podcast to my clients and friends for years. So if you haven't already, check out Sue's website, www.homeopathyformommies.com. So that's M-O-M-M-I-E-S. Also her podcast, Homeopathy for Mommies, and her book by the same name. And she also has a membership and online training courses for those who really want to take their home prescribing to the next level. I know you're going to love this episode as much as I do. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we speak with the incredibly lovely Sue Mayer, who is one of my (laughs) absolute favorite homeopathy heroines. Welcome, Sue. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, Eugenie, for having me. <laughs> now, I already had some fangirl gushing out of the way before we started, but you're going to have to let me have a little bit more gushing because your podcast has inspired me for years. I think I said to you that I have a 110 kilometer round trip daily to get to the clinic and you have been in my ear holes for years and probably <laughs> hundreds of hours. And your passion that you have for sharing homeopathy with the masses is what really has inspired me to do the same because homeopathy is so amazing and I think with the two of us we could probably do like a 12-hour podcast of how amazing homeopathy is but just the the way that you share it and the passion that you share it has really inspired me so I personally want to thank you for everything that you've done in my life without even knowing you're so sweet well (laughs) I guess you're welcome (laughs) your thank you is is embarrassing me but I I appreciate that you appreciate the efforts because it is an effort. I, I know you do, mm, you yeah. do your podcast and it's a lot of work, but at the same time, I can't not share my excitement. And when I was, was when Felice got me started in the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I, uh, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? And you know, anything, when it, one 
thing leads to another. And mm-hmm. I do like being able to share my excitement. So thank you for even taking it one step further. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, the other reason why you're my hero is I have two children, a 10 year old, a 10 year old boy, seven year old daughter. And I, oh. I homeschooled them for two years. Now that pretty much did my head in. I don't know how you have 11 <laughs> children and about to have 41 grandchildren and you homeschooled all 11 of your children. How okay, on earth it, are you it, still alive? <laughs> in all fairness. Okay. In all fairness, I didn't know homeschooling was legal. Okay. I really didn't. And I had some neighbors that told me about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, aren't you scared? You're going to get arrested. And they and you know, they said, no, it's perfectly legal. And I'm like, I, I don't, I didn't believe them. Honestly, I didn't for almost a whole year. Then I happened to meet of this Catholic gal and she said she homeschooled and I'm like so my neighbors are telling the truth <laughs> it's legal <laughs> and so anyway of course there was no computers back then and you know anything like that and so I started looking into it and my you know my husband was really really reluctant but I was so excited I just I just went forward and I when I started homeschooling I actually pulled six kids out of school my oldest son was already 16 and and then 15, 14 on down. And so wow. my, the youngest child that I started homeschooling was actually going into second grade. So I already had four kids that knew how to read five, five kids that knew how to read of the six that I started homeschooling. So I didn't, you know, I spent the whole summer reading books about how to teach each grade. And imagine my surprise when I found out my second grader, my son going into second grade did not know how to read. I'm like, sure you do. The book says, you know how to read You're going into second grade. He's like, no, I don't. I said, yes, you do, honey. No, I don't, mom. And he said, but you were reading all those um, petitions that they had for you last year. He goes, mom, I just memorized them. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. I, I didn't know what to do. So I went back and I regrouped and said, okay, okay, let's just refresh. We'll just talk about the alphabet and it sounds. And he goes, I don't know all my letters either, mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the truth. And so it was that was my experience going into second grade is it was like scrambling, trying to, he was really smart. He kid ended up putting himself by the time he went through high school, he spent 11th and 12th grade going post-secondary. So he had a double degree, electric mechanical, um, electrician and something else. And it was just whatever he, he this was so smart. Amazing. He used to get mad at me because I couldn't remember the math lesson from the day before. By the time he was in eighth grade, he's like, mom, how can you not remember this? We did this yesterday. And I'm like, well, honey, Math is not my thing. Story problems are great. But as <laughs> soon as he yeah. got into algebra, I'm like, oh, man, got about halfway through the year. And I was like, uh, you need a new teacher. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think my son will be that old before he outdoes me in maths. My brain does not work <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah, that's that was me. I, I, I loved English, but boy, mm-hmm. the math. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they started coming out with dive CDs. So they had a, he would actually call me in when he's watching his math lesson for the day. Mom, mom, look, a real teacher. Oh, like, he called me buddy chop liver. <laughs> so I'm guessing you were living on sepia. That's what I would do if I had 11 oh, kids no, in the house. <laughs> no, you know, the funny thing is, is I was always, um, I was tired. I, I, when I was pregnant, I was tired, but no, we always had a huge garden. And we went, mm. we walked, I walked two miles every morning. I would get up at five o'clock in the morning. And so I was up two hours before I, you know, about an hour and a half to two hours before I had to get the kids out of bed. So I had my walk in, my chores in, something was in the oven being baked for the day and I'd have the meat out or whatever I was going to have for supper sitting on the counter. So I just put that together during lunch hour, but no, I, I'm tired now, but when my kids were young, no. And then we had school done, laundry done, everything done by noon, one-ish. And then the afternoon was ours to play. 
then that was just the thing. Okay, kids, let's get it done so we can go for a walk or we can go to grandma's or we can go to the park or we can go to the lake. And, you know, so we always had something exciting to do for the day. We always had our family meeting. Kids knew what the reward was going to be every day. So no, I, I did take CPA once thinking that's a good remedy for me, but it, it wasn't. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a daughter that really loves CPA, but she, she's the only one of all, all my girls that responds well to it. So it's kind of oh, fun. Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> so Sue, how were you first introduced to homeopathy? Well, again, with homeschooling, <laughs> um, you know, her mom's talk and I, it was my eighth baby and I had started um, when we were homeschooling and I, I had recurring mastitis after my fourth baby, I was out playing tennis, you know, cause I love to be active, but she was only four months old and I got dehydrated that day. So, you know, mineral loss and everything else. And um, I ended up with milk fever that night, which was horrible. I mean, I, I can't even explain it. It's not mastitis. It's where your entire equilibrium just completely goes off. You can't see things straight. Everything was just, oh, it was terrible. Anyway. So after that, it left me with chronic mastitis. And so every pregnancy I would have it again, but it wasn't never really, really bad until my eighth baby. And then I had it every six weeks and mm. I was on a revolving door of antibiotics. And so um, I had mentioned that to one of the homeschool moms, whatever. And so one day, one of the dads in the homeschool group, <laughs> he comes up to me. He says, hey, Sue, I hear you have mastitis all the time. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to die. I'm like, um, yeah, I do. He goes, okay, next time you get it, he says, I want you to take a couple of these little pills. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> I says, what is it? And he handed me a little boron tube of, of Phytoloka. And I looked at it and I'm like, uh, okay, how do I take it? So he showed me how to take it. And I'm like, I just went home and I, I did, I didn't realize that he was also a naturopath and a homeopath. Uh, he didn't tell me that that day. He just <laughs> handed me some medicine and embarrassed me to death. And I went home and sure enough, about three weeks later, I started getting sick and I called in my prescription. I went to bed and told the kids, don't bother mommy. Cause you know, just bring me the baby if you need to. And, um, I went to bed waiting for my fever to spike. Cause I, my fever will go to 105. Even when I was as an adult, I get really high fevers. So anyway, went to bed, waited for the, and I laid there and I'm like, Hey, what's that stuff he gave me? And it, as it turns out, he ended up being the homeopath that taught me all about homeopathy, Aww. but he, um, so I went and I said, where's that stuff Jim gave me? And I went and found it and I, okay, I looked at it. I couldn't remember how he told me to take it. And I finally figured it out, took a couple pellets, went and laid in bed, waiting for my fever to go up and it never did. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird because I always get a high fever. So I got up and my husband came home and goes, I thought you were sick. And I said, well, I guess not. And then instead of six weeks, it was eight weeks before I started getting sick again. I took the, called in my prescription because um, my husband would always pick it up on the way home. Mm-hmm. And so then I went, went to bed and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that stuff again. I took it again and um, <laughs> never got a fever. So then it was about 12 weeks. It was three full months before I started getting sick again. I took it again and never got mastitis again after that date. And I had, went on to have a few more children. So it works. Homeopathy just works. <laughs> That's amazing. And that is really the one thing where I, I always think if we can just save somebody from 
one or two rounds of antibiotics because once you've had those antibiotics, it really, you know, it really puts your gut on the back foot. And then if you're breastfeeding and the baby's getting that through the breast milk, it really affects their gut as well. And mastitis, I've only ever had it once and I was delirious with a fever. I swear I had this conversation with my mother-in-law that she said afterwards we did not have, <laughs> but I was so delirious and Belladonna absolutely saved me. But um, if we can just get these mums, because you've got a newborn, you know, you're a little bit out of it already. And then you've got this incredible pain and you can't look after this baby. And homeopathy is so safe and effective. I always say, get the script, go get the antibiotics, but just try the homeopathy first. Right. That's exactly right. I tell like, I know I tell people if you do, if your doctor prescribes something for you, pick it up in an emergency, you know, take what you have to do or do what you have to do, but pick it up and always try homeopathy first. And of course, I don't like to red flag the industry either that I'm not picking up my prescriptions. So, you know, um, and then you have them if you need them. But absolutely. No, I just, I know, I don't, honestly, I, because I was, I had strep throat all the time. And um, I was just trying to think. I don't think, no, I've never been on antibiotics since then. And I used to be on it at least once a year because of strep throat. Wow. It's just amazing. It's crazy. And, and yeah, and he, also, that same child ended up with COVID that was so bad this last November. We had, I don't know, a lot of family things going on. I lost my brother. But I know if he would have been in favor of homeopathy, he would have been fine. Because right three days after his funeral, my son came down with it. And I spent two weeks with him. And, um, and he had a broken back. I know that's, only, and, you know, our family went through so many different emotional things that month. And mm. so he had broken his back and then my brother passed away, which we're all really, really close with, with him. So it, the, the emotional, you know, hammering that we all went through. And then, and then when he came down with it, you know, he, he'd never been, he'd never been vaccinated and he had never been on antibiotics other than what I was on when I was nursing him. And, um, I did, I did nurse him while I was on the antibiotics because back then I didn't even know I shouldn't do that. But point being, he, he came through it amazingly well and um, he's doing great today, but yeah, it's just, I so thankful for homeopathy because, and, and I, I will say, I actually called my doctor friend too, because I was taking mm-hmm. care of him in his apartment and I called my doctor friend and he was extremely helpful as well. So um, my daughter-in-law was helpful. I had people to call and <laughs> Mm. because but it was uh yeah anyway so I'm so I'm sorry about your brother Sue and I think it, it I was know. all around Christmas time as well hey yep. but, yeah yeah but that's I know well we're not in charge of life you know and everyone has to pass and 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 he um was a good guy <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know what your thoughts are, but just when you said that about not breastfeeding when you're on antibiotics, I I I always think it almost feels to me that it doesn't matter what drug the mum is on, I still feel her breast milk is better than anything else out there. I could be wrong, well, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. What are your I, thoughts on that? Just while we're on the topic. Well, okay. So like we used to, da- we, we were dairy farmers as well. So mm. if we had cattle on antibiotics or anything else, we always dumped the milk. Ah. just because, mm. but the thing is, is I do believe the blood brain barrier, as well as um, mammary glands, you know, the body is intrinsically smart. And so the body will screen bad things and try and not send it through the mother's milk for the most part, but we don't know exactly what drugs are going to be able to sneak by that. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I do believe antibiotics are one that will sneak by. It's not a direct give to the baby. Mm. Um, they're probably getting residual, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be in really, really, really low 
doses that, yeah, unless you have goat's milk on hand or another yeah. mother's milk or yours frozen, mm. I, yeah, I, th- I do think it's better to just continue nursing because mm-hmm. of, of the emotional trauma too, to wean the child that way. But it is nice to have frozen milk or goat's milk. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you've got any of those options or a good friend that can, you know, wet milk right. as well, that would, yeah, definitely right. preferable. Exactly. Um, so, Sue, you were just saying you're about to have your 41st, 41, <laughs> like 4 1 child, yes. grandchild about to be born. I'm guessing you use homeopathy quite a bit in your family. Can you maybe oh tell my us goodness. about <laughs> some times when you've used homeopathy in your family? <laughs> well, actually, every day. I mean, I don't think a day goes by, but when someone doesn't stop here and pick up a remedy at the store or my house, and I got to tell you this, Eugenie, this is really, really cool because last year I started, I asked my granddaughters, well, well, Paula Brown is the one that inspired me to do this because she did this children's curriculum. And so on our members group, we, I was doing like the, the storytelling and then we would talk about the remedies. And I had a small group of children from our, our members corner that we got together for, I think it was every week for like nine weeks and and went through Paola's book, which was so, so fun. And so, and there was a few of my granddaughters in that class. Well, I, I realized how much fun it was just to spend curriculum time with the granddaughters, you know, I'd love to do something with my grandsons as well, but I don't think I could entertain them. <laughs> They're going to be too high energy. But the granddaughters, I asked them, see, see, girls, would you guys like to get together and talk about homeopathy more often? And they're like, sure. So we started kind of getting together and discussing homeopathy just out of my, my first book. And then when I came back from Florida, I told them, I says, how would you guys like to learn cranial sacral? And they're like, okay. So what we do now is we get together and we talk about a homeopathic remedy each, every Wednesday, and they have to come and have, you know, something to say about the remedy. And I choose it ahead of time or they choose it. And then we do hands-on cranial sacral myofascial unwinding, body balancing. And they are getting so good. Yesterday, they all, we had five, you know, massage tables set up and everyone was working on a sibling or a cousin. And these are girls that are eight, eight years old up to, well, my 17-year-old granddaughter's in the class too, but she's been working. So it just goes up the 13-year-olds, eight to 13-year-olds. And oh my gosh, we're having so much fun and they're getting so smart. And they're, so my one granddaughter she came in, she had this one star. So Grammy, you know, that remedy we talked about last week. Oh my goodness. I got to use it. <laughs> she was telling on and on about the story and it's, and she's 10. I think that little girl's so fun. I just love it. And I was telling my, my daughter, I says, I think I'm just going to go to teaching kids because they're so fun and they're so excited about it. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. <laughs> um, my, like I said, my kid is a 10 and eight and uh, sorry, seven. Um, they, <laughs> I've only got two kids. I can't even remember the second one's age. <laughs> so they are so uh, in tune with homeopathy. I think because as children, they're so much more in tune with nature and, you know, magic and things like that. So they love learning about homeopathy as well. But I just also have to say, I've, I've had Paula on the podcast and yeah. when I saw you two are having that retreat <laughs> in Texas, I was so jealous. And if you ever oh. have another one and all this COVID stuff is gone, I will so be there because I'm sure it was incredible fun. It was fun. It really was that it was, um, I, and she did a great job. I was really, really impressed. And of course in Texas, you can have everything outside and we didn't even have bugs. It was cold the night we were there though. I will say that. But the next day it was 
beastly hot again. <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing. It was, I was following her was on fun. Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. And just, oh, I saw the photos. Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks so fun. And she's another, yes. you know, homeschool mom that just completely blows my mind. But um, so Sue, what sort of things do you use homeopathy for in, in your house? Oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight, even my, da- my daughter's like, um, mom, look, the one of the, we have three dogs. One's a puppy, but she says, um, she's dragging herself. And I says, well, it could be a, a a plugged gland or you need to, so we use remedies to deworm, you know, Mm -hmm. the animals and it, well, being a puppy, you should do it, you know, more often, but, um, stuff like that, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm just trying to think, um, just this week alone, just this week alone, we've used homeopathy, just the most bizarre things have gone on. And I'm like, I can't even remember any of them right now because we used, I did use pituitary this week as well. Um, for there's a lot of people that can't sleep. Yeah. And I said, and they're depending on what else is going on. He says, you know what, just take three doses in a week's period of time. And, um, if let me know if your sleep doesn't improve mm-hmm. and the sleep improves, you know, but there's a lot of, like I said, I just don't know what's going on in the world as far as hormones getting bumped so mm-hmm. far out of balance so quickly. You, know, you can have somebody just in perfect health one day and the next day that their, their hormones are just messed up. Uh, so, you know, constantly juggling that. Mm. Um, oh, my grandson, I have him on like Rudigraph and Calfoss and I have him on Calflor, Calflor, Calfoss and for the, the cell salts and then Rudigraph because his knees, he's growing so fast that um, he's having knee problems. Of course, he comes in for cranial sacral work as well. And he loves that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just we use literally something every day. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter will come and say, Mom, um, what do you think I should take? And she'll tell me her symptoms. And so I'll say, well, I don't know. What do you think? I always make them try to figure out what they need, you mm. know, which is um, because every, they think I'm going to live forever. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope you do. <laughs> so, so cute. Uh, you said you were going to share a story with us as well about your leg. Oh, my leg. Yeah. Okay. This was, <laughs> and I, there is a podcast out there. I'm not sure the name of it, but I have told this story, but I will tell you that my baby, okay. She is now 18 and a half, but she was just a little over a year. And I had taken with all the kids, Angela on down. So I had taken my six youngest kids. We went ice skating. Yes. In Minnesota, we ice skate. (laughs) (laughs) And so, okay. So we went ice skating and it was the most beautiful day. And anyway, long story short, I had taken my skates off and I was pulling my baby around in a little sled as I skated, you know, and I came back to shore and I thought, Oh, it's time to get, we got to get going. The sun's starting to set. And I thought, Oh, just one more whip around because the, as it turned out, the lake that day was just, just smooth and clear and there was no snow on it, which is rare in Minnesota. So I went out to skate again and the ice was cracked a little bit in the middle of the lake. And so my skate toe pick, and I don't know how it happened. I, all I know is I, I crumpled so bad. I I felt my leg snap and I, I hit the top of my head. And I, my knee, everything was underneath me, my leg, everything. And as I laid back and I, so I rolled over to the side to go, cause I knew I broke my leg cause I felt it go. But I, of course you want to throw up that's instantly, you know, your pain. And one of my daughters was with me and I said, Sophie, quick, <laughs> quick, go get, go get the other kids and um, bring a chair and hurry. <laughs> so she went, I, and so anyway, to my two older kids, she went and skated and got them. And then they came back with the chair. 
I got into, by the time they got back, I had taken my skate off, which I knew not to do. I knew that was a big no-no because you know, you don't, <laughs> but I did. And so, oh yeah, I told them to bring my boots too. So they brought my boots. I put my foot in the boot and they slid me back across the lake and they hop, let me, helped me hop up the embankment. Of course, nobody could drive yet because they were like 12 and under. And so <laughs> I drove with my other, my left foot home. And I says, when we get home, because we we're like five miles from home, I says, when we get home, I said, somebody run in, get me the Arnica and get me the crutches because I, I didn't know how long that's going to last because I, I, I wanted to throw up. And I, you know, the thing is about shock. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how tough you think you are. Your body does go into a form of shock just from pain. And uh, so anyway, they brought me the Arnica and they took a dose and, um, I just sat there until I started feeling better. Then the nausea went away and I started, you know, so then I got in the house and I told my husband what happened. He's like, you, what? You broke your leg. <laughs> I said, yeah, honey, I think you better take me in. Anyway, long story short, the doctor kind of messed up my leg. Okay. She didn't mess up my legs. They, they casted it, but the swelling went down. And nine days later, I rebroke my leg inside the cast. And I, t I called out doctor. They said they couldn't get me in. So I waited overnight and I went in the next day. She took my cast off and wanted me to walk out of the hospital. I says, lady, no, 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 no. I told you I rebroke it. I felt it snap again. Oh no, look at these x-rays. They look wonderful. My foot looked like a bowl full of jelly. My knee, I was still had my foot tied to my knee because my knee was just such a mess. Hi, homies. Just a quick break in the episode to ask for your help. Producing this show takes a lot of time and money, and I would really appreciate your support so I can continue producing new episodes for you to enjoy. You can visit www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash hangout to make a donation from as little as $5. Believe me, every little bit helps. I'd also like to invite you all to my Facebook group called Homeopathy Hangout, where we can continue the conversation. And for my Australian listeners, check out my amazing range of homeopathic kits, remedies, crystals, supplements, and more at www.eugeniekruger.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. Thanks for your time. And she says, oh, no. So anyway, long story, I, over the weekend, I was able to get into a foot and ankle specialist. And when they looked at my x-ray, they says, oh, my gosh, your foot has fallen 49.5% off your leg. And it had been that way now for, what, four days. My foot was almost black by now. And he so he recasted the foot. And then it got me in for surgery a couple of days later and plate and 10 screws. And it's, they still couldn't do anything for my knee because they had to get the leg healed up first. So trying to get around with a knee that was like, it was all the tendons, the tendon damage in my knee was so extensive. That, like I said, I had to tie my foot to my, up to my hip because my knee couldn't hold things together. And so I laid around for literally for weeks and that's, but it's, you know, how God is so good to us. It gave me a chance to read all these wonderful books. <laughs> And anyway, so then after how many weeks they got, they took the cast off and the doctor, the foot and ankle specialist said, he asked me if I ever heard of arthritis. And I'm like, yeah. And he says, well, I just want you to know that you will have arthritis in that, that ankle within months, not years. And you'll never get full range of motion because the tissue damage was so extensive that you're never going to be able to use your, that foot again. I'm like, What? He goes, and now you can go right down the hall and talk to the knee surgeon and we'll see if we can get that knee fixed up. <laughs> what the heck? Wow. So I was pretty upset, went home and I had, uh, had already been taking homeopathy and I call it the famous five because my homeopath, the wonderful man that helped me with my mastitis, mm -hmm. he told me, he says, Sue, and I did not, oddly enough, I did not take some vitamin healing. My bones wanted to heal 
perfectly well. That wasn't even an issue because like I said, in those nine days, my leg had healed. I just rebroke it. Mm. And so anyway, I didn't take some vitamin. I should have, but I did heal up very, very quick. The bone healed. But um, anyway, I was taking Rudigrav, Bryonia. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly enough, I'm thinking all these things be- for my knee, especially. But the Arnica, Hypericum, Rudigrav, Bryonia, and Rustox. And as it turns out, I did have, I think that was in April or May that they that I got my cast off. I, I, no, it was March, the end of March. By April or May, I realized I had to have that plate and screws out because I kept bumping my leg. And um, so I had that out that fall, but I never did have to have knee surgery. I did go to physical therapy. I did end up going to acupuncture for a couple of treatments because I got so far in the healing that I felt like I, you know, I wasn't, um, I said to my husband, I said, I'm not getting better now. I says I still couldn't pedal my foot. I couldn't use that foot to drive because it was like dead. It was like a club foot. And I just kind of, you know, I have to pick it up and walk. And um, so I did go to acupuncture. And then on the way home, I could use my foot to pedal to drive home. And then I just kept taking the famous five. And oddly enough, you know, I know in today's world, we use so many high potencies. I think people are forgetting that the low potencies really work well to heal the the organic, the physical body. Mm. And I was using honestly 12X and I think maybe my, um, the Brownie might've been a 30 X, but I think everything else was in a 12 X and that's what I used for healing my leg. And I, and they couldn't believe I didn't end up having to have knee surgery and the physical therapist, he's like, how old are you? And I think I was 41 or 42, I was 42 at the time, Mm -hmm. maybe going on 43. And he says, I cannot believe the way you've healed. He says, this is incredible. And Mm -hmm. you know, so he's, what are you using again? And so I told him, and I was using essential oils too. I did use um, spruce fir and lemongrass for essential oils, you know, to nourish the muscles and tendons of the leg and the, my knee, especially. Yeah. So, I really love the low potencies as well for that yeah. physical healing. I, I love it. Right. For that. It's great. Yeah. So that was 18, almost eight, 17 years ago now. And I have no arthritis. I jog every day. In fact, is I just wow. went for my two mile walk run and, you know, and I, I forget I had a broken leg. I really do. I, I have full range of motion. Even my granddaughter we was out walking dogs the other day. We ran up a hill. She goes, gee, grandma, you're fast. Oh, <laughs> <Best laughs> ever. <laughs> that's incredible, yeah. Sue. And you know, that's the thing with homeopathy is people get these grim diagnosis of what they can look forward to, you know, in future. But then with the use of homeopathy, you, you know, you're able to let the body heal so incredibly. Your famous right. five, can you quickly run through that just slowly for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Arnica, mm-hmm. Hypericum, because the Arnica is for the trauma, the healing, Hypericum for the, the nerve pain, and then Rudigrav for the tendons, and then Bryonia and Rustox. They're both good for tendons, of course, and muscles. And they comp- they cancel each other out, but they also complement the action of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting how they work so well together, but they they really do. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. So. Yeah. And I have had people take those, those remedies and get off workman's comp within two weeks. And, you know, just, it's very amazing. Amazing. And when you take them just for our listeners as well, do you just take them all together or do you put them together in a water well, bottle and shake I, it or how do you use it? Okay. Well, when I was healing my leg, I tell people for long-term use, I, I like them to have all five individual remedies. And when I, I actually was in bed for so long or in my chair that I would have them on one side 
you know, the bedpost or the end table and I'd move him to the other side. As I got up and I was more mobile, I would put him in my left pocket and I just took him randomly. And then I would just move it over. I'd take the remedy and move it to my right pocket. And when everything was in my right pocket, I'd move everything back over to my left pocket. And I did not even, I didn't pay attention because I, you know, you, you get busy. Even you're supposed to be laying around, you're busy. <laughs> Absolutely. And so if I do tell people they've had tremendous luck putting them together in the same bottle, mm. I don't really like to, but as long as they're X potencies, you can. Um, and men, it seems to work well for men who are out working, you know, because they're not going to take out five of them. Mm. And so I, I tell people, I says, you can do it if you have to, but it is best if you can take one at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. You mentioned you didn't take some phytum, which is um, made from the herb uh, comfort bone, but you were saying your bones were healing really fast anyway. Yeah. I don't have, and, I didn't have a problem back then with healing, and, but I probably and my, <laughs> my husband, we always joke because, you know, I say to him, you know, obviously if you're able to have access to raw milk, that's going to be really good for you. So maybe it's growing up on right. that dairy farm and having the raw milk, but my husband's always saying, you know, his bones are so strong from all the milk that he drinks. I'm like, no, milk is acidic. It pulls the calcium from your bones, but it's just, I know our, our homogenized and pasteurized milk that we drink. Right. These days. I was going to say the raw milk. Yeah. The fact is at that time we were, all, we were still, we were milking cows and mm-hmm. we had cows, our own milk cows. I grew up on raw milk. I always had raw milk and um, now we're drinking raw milk again. It's for the first time in like eight years, I have raw milk. And so I, I'm so happy. I feel so much better having my raw milk again. I don't drink much. I half a cup twice a day. But I, I just love it. And um, I guess I actually feel better. It helps to balance my glucose, oddly uh-huh. enough. It's, um, yeah, I do take my glucose quite often because I do have some issues, but that seems to help. And my daughter who has issues too, ever since, um, I can't remember which pregnancy it was, she started having problems. She says, she's actually, her glucose has come down so far now that she says, mom, it's now actually low. <laughs> I says, good for you. That's <laughs> incredible. That incredible. <laughs> and so you've also written two books as well, Homeopathy for Mommies, and uh, there's also Homeopathy Beyond Acute Care. So for our listeners that might not have heard about these books, can you tell them a little bit about it and where they can purchase this and, and what how it will help okay. them? Oh, you're so, okay. Well, actually, if they go to my website, Homeopathy for Mommies, they can see both of them. The first one, again, the I was just trying to pull it here quick. The first one was a compilation of my notes. Um, And people say, well, how did you decide on these 82 remedies? And I says, they were the ones that were in my closet (laughs) because I had, they were the ones that I had used for the first 10 years uh, as being being a mother. I will say I did have a couple of nozodes in my closet as well. I did have tuberculinum and I had, I must have strep nozode in my closet as well, but I didn't put them in this book because this was just, I intended this just for mommies, mm-hmm. just learning to use homeopathy. And that was, that was my goal was just to teach moms. Mm-hmm. And even when I first started my podcast, this, you know, was out of this book and it was just the stories that inspired this book. And so then, you know, as, as people, like I said, as I continue to travel around the country and teach, you know, moms about homeopathy, it doesn't take moms very long to catch on. They want more meat. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I want, really would like to add more remedies. So then I did, of course, I had studied um, under Dinesh Chowan, uh, Indian doctor. I had studied at seminar under him and Dr. Chatterjee as well from India. Oh, wow. And, you know, how to cure cancer. What is his, 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 yeah, it was the uh, a seminar on curing cancer. Anyway. I was so enthralled that I learned to start case taking. And when I 
um, my mentor, Dr. Barbara Lowry, lives now in Texas. She agreed to to help me with my cases. So I started case taking and loved it. And <laughs> and anyway, so I, I didn't intend to get certified at that point. I just wanted to learn to case take so I could do chronic chronic care. And then, of course, then I met Paula Brown, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Sue, you have to get certified because." I wanted you to speak in Texas and they won't let you because you're not certified. <laughs> I'm like, well, Paula, I don't really think that that's a good enough reason to get certified, but honestly, you're right because I, I want to be accountable and I want people to have a place to go. If I, you know, did something to harm them, because I know there are people that there's no accountability for their actions. And I just don't think that's right either. And I, I want homeopathy to have a good name. And so anyway, that was my reason for getting certified, but Paula really pushed me. And so then I I did go through the process of getting certified. And at that point, finally got through that. Then I finished this book and it was just, I think there's like 206 remedies in this book is still small in comparison to how many remedies are out there, but it is a really good slathering of remedies. And as far as, you know, um, how to use them and you can always go from there. And when I do my teach, my teach the class that I tell people, okay, so if you get the plant family, you know, you, you know, this is the plant family because these are all the, the this is the language that you've learned. Mm-hmm. Then you can, you can just Google and you can go into the uh, larger materia medica and find the other remedies because by the, the time they understand how to do case taking or, you know, how to use families and mineral or plant king or plant mineral or animal mm-hmm. kingdoms, they're going to know how to do the research, mm-hmm. but this is just a really good um, book for that's it's, encompasses the the remedies from my first book mm-hmm. and then it just takes a little bit further and like I said it, we do name that plants you know the kingdoms or the miasm mm-hmm. and then we teach the language of the of those as well and uh, so it's just I don't know I really like it a lot I actually use it a lot I like it in the uh, ebook format because then you can just you know, search words and oh, that's wonderful that you have the ebook format. Speaking of which, I actually just spotted Patricia LaRue's butterfly book on your bookshelf behind you. Oh, and oh. Uh, <laughs> there you it's, go. Oh, it's one. I love this. Oh my gosh, yeah, oh, I I'm love sorry. it as I love it as well. And um, okay. I, I I had the ebook version of that one, but the oh. um, company that sells it was a little bit tricky. The format they were using to log, you had to actually log back into it. So I then okay. lost my access to the online version, but I do have the physical version, but you're oh. right. When you have the ebook, it's great because what I would do with that butterfly book, sorry, I'm going off topic is no, if, good. If, a, if a client was saying something to me and I think that sounds like a butterfly, I could just go control F and then find the oh. word of where it was in the book and then see which butterfly relates to that one. Wow. So it was really good. So it's wonderful that your book is an e-format that e-format as well. So um, yes. people can buy it and then just, you know, search that way as well. But Right. I also notice your books are spiral bound, which I really right. like as well. It's um, <laughs> does make it easier. But you know what, why that is? It's I really, I, of course, I personally love to crack a book and, you know, a good, you know, yes. stitched book. It's just yes. it's nothing more satisfying. But I was also envisioning my, well, because this is what happens. To, this is what happened to me when I started studying homeopathy is I would have a book out and I would in the middle of the night and I'm, I'm sitting there trying to find things heavy enough to hold yeah. the book open. Well, I would run and, you know, see if I had something or whatever. And I had a baby in one arm and I'm trying to read a book. So it's just so that you can be reading your book and leave it open where you're at and it's very take care of the baby or go get the baby. Yeah. All because, I, well, raise 11 kids. 
<laughs> and I love that you are, are doing that with fellow mothers in mind and you know their dilemma. You know what it's like 2 a.m. in the morning when the kids got an ear infection or vomiting or everything else and the practical aspects of what is involved <laughs> when you're trying to care for your kid and trying to find the right remedy at the same time. Right. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you, you also have a membership. Can you, can, are people still allowed to join? How does that work? Well, I will tell you, I'm not in charge of that. I have my assistant. <laughs> um, I know my assistant, Joy. I, she says she's my assistant. She's my partner. Okay. She's my partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I just love it. And she takes care of all of the technical stuff. Oh, and so, amazing. well, just to keep the membership very, very safe. Um, she only opens it at certain times. And then she asks people to fill out a questionnaire where they heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who directed them there, whatever, because we want all of our members to feel very, very safe. So we let people in very slow. It's, you know, kind of sporadic and slow. She will open it again. I think, well, we have, my daughter's getting married in three weeks. One, another one of my daughters is getting <laughs> married. And so she said she'd wait till after the wedding and then we'll do another little webinar and then let, you know, let people fill out questionnaire and, and, and come in again. But yeah, it, absolutely. They can, they can email. I wished I had the address, but it's just info, you know, info at homeopathyformommies.com. And they can ask Joy or Lori um, about applying to become a member. And it's like when I teach seminars, we always, I always hand out coupons and people can get a free week so that they can see what the membership is like. And we're like you, you have a Facebook group. I don't do Facebook, but it's private. It's, they say it's kind of like Facebook. Mm. Um, and so, and then the members can ask questions and oddly enough, they'll ask questions, like you said, in the middle of the night, there's always somebody that can help them. It's so weird. It's really rare that there's not somebody there to say, Hey, okay, what else is going on? It's not just this, but what else is going on? And so the moms help each other. We have a couple of moms that literally answer everyone's questions. It's just hilarious. I know. And so I, I say, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I like it a lot. It's the same in my Facebook group. Some of these moms, I'm like, how are you? firstly, how on earth did you get so good with homeopathy so quickly? And sometimes they answer questions. I'm like, oh, that's a really good remedy. I wouldn't have thought of that. They actually teach me. But then also (laughs) just how selflessly they give of their own time to help other mothers. And I actually tried to get my group off Facebook last year and we spent thousands of dollars on creating this incredible platform, but people were just not ready to get off Facebook. And so we ended up just dumping the whole project and just staying in Facebook group because my fear is really that, you know, the group might get closed down. You never know. We like, I'm just waiting for the day when I'm going to turn up and Facebook's going to say, you you know, well, won't even say the group will just be gone. So I am really worried about that, but the moms were just not ready to get off Facebook. So it does feel like a bit of a necessary evil, but if I see the incredible uh, support network that we're growing. And I know that you have that with your membership as well, where these mothers are supporting each other. It's creating this incredible community as well, virtually and in person, and uh, just getting back to our roots of helping each other out, like mothers sharing their wisdom, sharing their knowledge and being there for each other, which is incredible. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I, like I said, I don't like technology. So, (laughs) you know, I begged Joy for like two years. Joy, isn't there something we could do that's more private? I says, because I would love to be able to tell the whole story. I would love to be able to say anything I want to say. And I wanted to be able to tell my story of what had happened to me and how I was slapped in the, oh my gosh, I'll make sure that Joy gives you a free week so you can get in there and and listen to Sue's story. Okay. (laughs) Because you would appreciate it. You really would. But anyway, um, so well, yeah, I wanted to be able to tell the whole story. And so people could, you know, come in and, um, and, and I think they appreciate it because they know where I'm coming at because 
I've known a lot of things for a really, really long time. Like all the stuff that's happened with, um, you know, in the last two years, that was no surprise to me because mm-hmm. 25 years ago, I got a really strong glimpse of what was already happening. Anyway, I won't go into it, but I've known for a really long time, you know, what could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have little, little tease, I, little tease for people to join the membership <laughs> once it opens back up again. So we'll leave them there. That's a great cliffhanger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so what, what is your final message that you want to share with our listeners? What is the message that you want to get across about homeopathy? Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> the greatest gift that we've been given is to have people like you, Jeannie, um, I guess myself and so, so many other homeopaths out there that like I said, are happy to try and get the message out, happy to share our lives and the things that we know, but it's, it's a grace that we've been given and we've responded to that grace. And everyone that's listening to us is also responding to the grace that they have been led into homeopathy and natural, you know, herbs or oils and remedies. And I think the most important thing for all us to, to realize is that it is a gift And we need to be thankful for that gift. We need to embrace that gift and try to protect that gift as much as we can. And like I said, continue to help each other and help each other grow and we'll hold each other up. And I I really think that no matter what happens, we're going to get through all the ugly. I I really believe we will. Um, And it's not going to be easy, but we'll get through it. And, you know, and one just little word of um, mention to you is that maybe on your Facebook group, just have like an, (laughs) an address of where they can contact you so that. If some mm. things do good, I'll make sure they know where they can go to, mm. you know, have that safe place again someday. Mm. No, because I think, yeah, it, it probably uh, will. I was just pretty <laughs> lucky down. in that actually of the 900 <laughs> odd mums in there, most of them are in Perth itself. So that's actually been, okay. I think part of why it's been so lovely is that most of us actually, like many of us actually know each other in person. Wow. So that's been really that's amazing. Great. But um, once again, you know, all that data is there for, oh yeah, it's, I don't even want to go there, but yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> I think what you've got the membership of Facebook group is absolutely the way to go. And like you said, it's a very safe space because people are vetted before they actually go in there, which really does make right. a huge difference. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel, I feel happy with it too. And everyone's become so close, you know, like I, I don't, I'm assuming on your Facebook group, they do too, mm, but absolutely. we all know Facebook's not very private. <laughs> no got to watch what you say a little bit. Absolutely. And the other thing that I love about it in our group, the mums help each other out. Like you were saying before, somebody's always up, you know, breastfeeding their child or woken up by something and, you know, quickly check their phones and they'll quickly answer some questions. But if people need remedies, the thing that I really love is when mums actually drive over to each other's houses and share remedies. That gets me so excited. No kidding. Yeah. Because that's amazing. Your child's not going to get their ear infection necessarily in business hours. And if you don't have a remedy, it's great if you've got a friend that can, yeah, can help you out. That's great. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, Sue, it's been so amazing to chat with you. (laughs) And I urge everyone to go check out your website, homeopathyformommies.com. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, check out Sue's membership and also her incredible books. And um, yeah absolutely check out a podcast i hear you've had like half a million downloads i have just hit thirty thousand, so i've got much more to go <laughs> well I, i've been at it for a while and it, well the thing is too is downloads are different than people listening to oh you know, exactly because, yeah yeah so because um I, could, I don't download everything i listen to no you know, i don't but, so yeah it's i'm sure you're being listened to because you've you've got a fun voice and you're sweet <laughs> Well, I so thank you for same. having me. I really appreciate it. I, it's a I told my daughter, I says, I, I'm, I'm going for whatever reason. I was nervous about 
doing a podcast with you. <laughs> I says, I'm, I feel bad now because I just expect everybody wants to do this. I just, it's just, it is a bit nerve wracking. <laughs> it is a little bit nerve wracking sometimes, but I think the advantage is that I've listened to you several hundred hours and uh, <laughs> it's the first time you've met me. So <laughs> you're so sweet. I just feel like I've always known you. So thank Aww, you so much for today, you. Sue. I really appreciate well, it. Thank you. I really appreciate it as well. Thank All you. Best, God bless you. Same.